It's Friday. It's Friday. Hey, it's Friday. But bitch, it ain't payday. So I don't even know why I'm this happy. It ain't even my damn payday. But you know what? We survived the week. I ain't gonna complain. If you black and you made it to Friday, you made it to episode 62, honey, then that is cause enough to celebrate, okay? And that's on period. Welcome. Come one, come all, honey. Let's rejoice. Let's fellowship the store. We do on this good ass Friday, honey, cuz bitch. <laughs> Girl, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be here. So much going on in the world. So much of the same. Like, it's nothing is changing. It's all the same. It's all dreary. It's all a mess. But, child, like I said, if you black and you made it, ain't no police officer pull you over harassing you, possibly taking your life, then you know what? We just, that's just one more thing that we got to celebrate. We just gonna start looking at the good in the shit. How about that? Not the good in the world. Because there ain't a whole lot of good shit in the world. But we're just going to start looking at the good shit that's happening to us within, honey. So, I'm celebrating. It's my grandma's birthday this weekend. We finna turn up, sip on the good liquor. Well, we gonna sip on the good liquor. She can't sip on the good liquor. But we gonna sip on the good liquor for her. Eats up all the good food, honey. I'm ready. You know, I love me a good old, good old get-together at the grandma house, chat. So, um... She'll be fun. She turning 82, honey. 82. What my sound effects? What my round of applause is in all my... Uh, oh, there we go. Oh. <laughs> I hit the round of applause button and nothing happened. Child, I'm all over the place. This is the most unprofessional-ass podcast. Wait a minute. That low-ass round of applause. Let me tell y'all something, Mr. MacBook people. I don't know what the hell happened to my MacBook, but the volume won't go up. My sound effects is trash. Like, child, I'm all over the place. I am never going to monetize this podcast if I can't get my shit together. But, anywho, turn up, soon come. My grandma's turning 82. I think we're going to do her a few of these um, money bouquets. With like eighty two one dollar bills in each one of child, her ass gonna be racked up. She ain't gonna know how to act. Okay, she gonna be acting like me in the club. She gonna be acting like how I act in the strip club in Miami on the drunk Friday night. But that's neither here nor there. Eighty two is a really good age. That is like a plethora of wisdom. So much, like the life lessons that I get from my grandma, and just the wisdom and the finesse. And you know what I'm saying? Just it you learn so much from um elderly black women who done seen it all, done it all, been through it all, lived and you think we living in crazy times now. Nah, like they really was living that shit going through, especially in the South. So um it's like you know, when my grandma talked, I'm just all ears. I'm glued in, I'm, I'm tapped in, like the Forex niggas say, I'm tapping in. Anytime she opened her mouth to speak. So, we celebrate a man 82. That is just, that's, that's, it's just amazing to me. I only hope to live that old. I really want to live to be 100. If we being honest. I want to be around here pussy popping till I'm 100. Popping this old dusty puss on somebody daddy, granddaddy, 
when I'm 100 years old. We're going to see. I pray the Lord have that in my favor. That's why, you know, I got to take care of myself. I got to I gotta start really eating the good foods and drinking more of the good water, putting the Hennessy to the side because I still want to be around here shaking the ass at 100. I ain't going to lie to you. But whatever God sees. Whatever guys see fit for me in my life, honey. Um, but what's going on? <laughs> I don't even want to fuck with this list of mine. Like, I type up my whole podcast. I look at the list. I be like, fuck that shit sometimes. Y'all ever felt like that? Like, y'all plan out everything that y'all finna do, and then you just look at it and be like, oh, fuck it. But we five minutes in. We might as well get to what we came here to do, honey. So, like I said, it's more of the same whole lot of fuck shit um the officer who killed rayshard brooks was arrested on first degree murder facing life in prison if i read that correctly i said okay um we know he ain't gonna do life we know he ain't gonna do 25 years we honestly lucky if he do five years you know what i mean it's it's just one of them things i was real happy to see that he did get arrested rightfully so he shot an unarmed man in the back. So he should definitely be arrested. He's charged with murder. Should go to jail just like anybody else. Now, what I found interesting was the other police officers in Atlanta who were basically walking off the job to protest um, Garrett, what's his name? Garrett Rolfe, the officer who killed Rayshard Brooks. Basically, other police officers is walking out their damn job in protest of Rayshard Brooks. Let me tell y'all ass something. I work for the county, honey. So, you know, I work for local government just like y'all. The taxpayers, okay, is paying your salary. So, you walk out your little job if you want to, child. You the one got bills to pay and ain't nobody else hiring in the pandemic. Get your badge-toting ass back to work, honey. Stop throwing your little temper tantrum because one of your fellow officers killed an unarmed black man. And then he killed an unarmed black man in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a Black Lives Matter movement. Child, he knew better anyway. He that he wasn't trying to kill that man because that man was a threat. He killed that man because that one black man kicked both of their ass. And he feared for his life. He was defending himself. It was self-defense. They was trying to taser this man. They was just taking him, just doing a whole lot of unnecessary bullshit to him. And he was trying to defend himself. He was trying to get away. And when he got away from them, he hauled ass. And they started shooting. I read that one of the officers um, shot like a nearby car. Y'all could have killed somebody in a car. Why y'all shooting at this man who's trying to get to safety, trying to get away from y'all ass? So all y'all walking out trying to protest and be up with the people for your fellow fucking murderer, ass police officer, co-worker, get your ass back to work. Get your ass back in your cop car, honey. Because trust me, ain't nobody hiring in this pandemic unless your ass want to go bag groceries at Winn-Dixie's. And shout out to Winn-Dixie's because y'all been putting up with a lot of shit during this pandemic. But I was irked, honey. To my core, to see these police officers throwing a damn temper tantrum. How y'all throwing a temper tantrum? How y'all more mad that an officer went to jail for killing somebody than the fact that he killed somebody? Like y'all make absolutely no sense to me. But um, 
so happy to see that. But, you know, I will be happier when we get a conviction, which doesn't always happen. But, you know, we'll just wait and see. Um, but one thing I can assure you, I have to stop saying, um, y'all ever notice I say, um, a lot. I have to stop with that shit. Note to self, let's stay on task. But, um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I just did the shit again. Love, yo, we're never getting a podcast deal at the Kate's Podcast. They are never going to monetize us with me and my bullshit. Okay, stay on task. <laughs> Stick to the list. I don't know why I'm in the silly mood considering all the fuck shit that done transpired this um week. But you know what? We just gonna take it for what it is. <laughs> we gonna take the good mood for what it is. So, some sad news though. I know I'm laughing, but ain't shit on this list really a laughing matter. Um, I told y'all, I did the shit again. Okay, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna worry about it. Let's just not even focus on it. Robert Fuller, out in L.A., the young man who was one of the lynching victims. That's what we're calling it. We're not calling this shit a suicide because it ain't a suicide. It's a lynching, right? And and since we own lynchings, before I forget, it's not even on here. Right before I started doing this podcast. I found out um, it was another lynching in Texas. I don't have all the details. We could talk about it more on Monday. But I think that's like the fifth one. So stop playing in my face telling me that all these black people are hanging themselves from trees. Stop. Stop playing in my fucking face. Stop it. Disclaimer. Now, Robert Fuller um, lynched out in Cali. Okay. I had to wrap my mind around this. This is so sad to me. His brother was killed out in L.A. um, in an alleged shootout with the LAPD. Not even two weeks after he died or something like that. Maybe a week. But his brother, um, Teron Boone, allegedly, this is what the police say now. And right now, we, we can't believe what the damn police say. But what they're saying is, Teron uh, allegedly opened fire on them during a traffic stop. Y'all know I don't believe that. It's neither here nor there. Show me. I ain't, I ain't even going to say I don't believe it. Just show me the footage. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I don't really have too much to say on that. My prayers and my heart is really with the mother to bury two of your kids in like a two week time period. I can I cannot I cannot imagine. I cannot. Um I I I just couldn't even wrap my mind around that. Um but that they say that's what happened. They say they tried to stop him and he stopped his car, got out and started shooting at the police. I, I would like to see it. Where's your dash cam? Somebody show me your body cam. Somebody show me something that says that this young man stopped his car and got out just busting at the police. Just show it to me. If it happens, show it to me. But my prayers with that mom, like, in the middle of this movement, it's just, it's just so much. Um, So that happened... Like I said, the lynching, I don't really know a whole lot about that right now. But 
I'm a research delay this lynching. We're gonna talk about it on Monday episode. I'm sure I have an update. And another it was another trans murder. It was another murder of a trans woman. And this time it was by a teenage boy, a high schooler. Um, I have some of the details. I don't have the names in front of me right now, but apparently they met up like early morning, went back to her crib. She the the high school boy, I guess, found out that she was trans when they got back to once they got back to the house, he went ahead and left the house, came back with a gun and killed her. Then they say he left again and came back and shot her body like she was already dead and then he shot her again. Like I don't, do I do I want to go down this rabbit hole of transphobia, homophobia, and toxic masculinity? Like, do I even want to go there right now? Um, no, I don't. I don't. Because for that conversation, I really have to get my thoughts together. Um, because it's bigger than. Oh, I'm finding out you're trans and I'm going to kill you for lying. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's way, 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 way bigger than that. Um, And it's deeper than that. And for me to really go there, I'm really going to have to get my thoughts together. I'm really going to have to get my mind together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one of them topics... When we start talking about toxic toxic masculinity and fragile masculinity as it relates to the trans community and transphobia and what like that's that's a bigger, deeper conversation that I don't know how long of an episode that would be, but all I'm saying is let me collectively um get my thoughts together. Fair, fair enough. But I do have a lot of thoughts regarding this entire situation. I have I have a lot of thoughts. And that's a high school kid. So for him to go and inflict that much violence, it just says something. So we're going to come back to that. We definitely going to come back to it. No, I'm not going to forget about it. But... We we just going to bookmark that one, okay? Now, let's get into this Russell Simmons documentary. I told y'all I was going to watch it. I told y'all I was going to watch it and get back to y'all. And see, I be keeping my promises with the Cage's Podcast listeners. If I tell y'all I'm going to do something, don't I do it? Didn't I tell y'all I was going to start that YouTube page, even though I barely upload shit to that complicated-ass page? But nevertheless, if I said I'm going to do it. So, here we are. I'm following up on this Russell Simmons documentary, y'all. I just, I, I don't know. That shit shook me. Because Russell Simmons is somebody that I really kind of always looked up to. I just thought he was so dope. I thought he was just like the epitome and embodiment of peace and meditation and 
good energy and good spirits and shit like that. And that documentary threw me for a damn loop. Um, I watched it. I found it on my fire stick, actually. Watched it yesterday. In between working and man, it's a lot. And y'all know I'm of the belief everybody can't be lying on you. Like one or two people maybe can come together to try to take your ass down if you done wrong them. But honey, I just cannot. The women are believable. They stories are very believable. They stories are very similar. These women don't know each other. They from different walks of life. Um, they one thing they all had in common was the music industry, getting into hip hop. You know what I'm saying? They all had that in common. But um, oh, I got so many thoughts on this shit right here. Did I? I, I just I when I first heard about it. I, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't you know, I, Russell don't seem like that. And he's been so adamant. He's not been one of these people, aside from his ass moving across the country, moving across the world to Bali or whatever the hell he had. Um, he just, he's been vocal that I did not do this. This is not me. I'm like, I don't know. Russell just sounded very believable. And it's just hard to believe that a Russell Simmons is raping women. But... These stories that these women told, um, and a lot of them was black women. And we done seen in the past when it's black women are being victimized, it's, you know, they look the other way, they turn the other cheek. Now, one thing that the documentary, and if y'all don't know what it's called, it's called On the Record. One thing that the documentary touched on, and I think is so true, is like the black loyalty thing. Black women can be victimized. Like, the black women in this documentary, they were victimized, but they also didn't want to set the law on Russell because he's a black man, and they know what the system do to black men. So, despite the the trauma and shit that he inflicted on them, allegedly, you know, we got to say allegedly, honey, but allegedly, they still didn't want to see him get caught up in the system. That shit really spoke volumes to me. I feel like that is so true. I feel like like in this whole black women protecting black women movement that has kind of, I guess it's always been around, but with the death of Breonna Taylor, it's just kind of researched a little bit. Um, black women will protect black men to the end of the road. We don't give a damn. We will scream niggas ain't shit to the day we leave this earth. But if some shit going down with them same niggas, we riding. Like, it just is what it is. Black women, we ride for them black men. We are rallying behind them. We protesting for them. We pumping our fists. We stand shit on fire like what? Y'all did what to who? We don't even got to know this man. We are there. We're writing. Like, we're on the front lines. So, to see that shit, it's just like, okay, who who is protecting the black women? Like, I don't, I hate to be that person, especially in the middle of Black Lives Matter movement, but somebody has to ask the question, like, who 
who is protecting black women? Like, it just, it don't seem like black men ride for us the way that we ride for them. And that takes me to this um, Toyin Salu situation. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm saying her name wrong. Y'all forgive me. Um, we'll get there. Because that's a whole nother, we'll get there. That, that shit shook me too earlier this week but yeah man it's it's really sad this the loyalty that we have for black men is it runs really deep even when they hurt us even when we've been victimized we still love them we will continue to love them i feel like these women some of them one in particular uh drew who was working for def jam I can't think of her last name, but she was kind of like one of... She was like the main character of the documentary. I believe she was the first victim to come forward. Um, For her and it was a few other women, like their dreams of being in the music industry was like shattered. Because Drew walked away. She said she walked away from it. She couldn't listen to the music. And despite all of that, she didn't want to come forward and fuck up what he had going on even though he fucked up what she had going on you see what i'm saying so it was a very moving documentary it opens your eyes to people just don't believe black women like that they just don't they just do not believe they just don't believe they just i don't know what it is i don't know why it's that you know we black women i feel like from an early age we talk Oh, don't wear short skirts around men. Oh, you know, you you come around a man, you better put some clothes on. You better have on, you know, some pants or something like that. And it's like, why the fuck are we telling young girls that? Why we ain't telling these perverted-ass black men not to be looking at these little-ass girls, not to be touching on these little-ass girls? Like, we taught that shit from young. You know, it's, it's one of them conversations, honey. It's one of them conversations I'm going to have to dedicate a whole episode to. Cause, but it was a really good documentary. It was very eye-opening. I'm extremely conflicted. First of all, I believe the victims. Let me, let me stand there. They're very believable. Their stories align. I just, I don't think all of these women are lying. Most of them was black, but a couple of them was white. I, I'm sorry, I don't think all the women are lying. But it's a really good documentary. Um, if you haven't seen it, go try to fish it out. It's not that easy to find. It's on one of these HBO channels. I found the shit on bootleg and my fire stick. So you might be able to find it online somewhere. Um, let's go ahead and just stay on topic with black women. Let's talk about Toyin Salah. Toyin Salah. Um, the... 19-year-old Black Lives Matter activist who spoke out on Twitter about being sexually assaulted and a week later she found dead. This girl was 19. That's a baby. A whole-ass baby. But yet, she spent her last days on this earth fighting for black lives. All black lives. All black lives matter to her. So, you know what? Her black life has to matter to us. 
we cannot let that girl name just go. And it's so many conflicting stories about her, like, where was she living and shit like that. I'm not even going to go there. Um, But all in all, they arrested Aaron Glee Jr. for her homicide. And what's even more fucked up, she was found dead with another um, 75-year-old Black Lives Matter protester, Victoria Sims. Rest in peace to her. I guess the two had met at a protest. Um, I don't know how they came to both cross paths with this man, but they were found together. And another thing that's unclear is this guy, Aaron Glee, who killed Toyin. If, like, was he the one who she was tweeting about sexually abused her? Somebody drop down in the comments and let me know. I'm not... I'm not confused. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Oh, never mind. Skip that. We maybe maybe we can edit that out. I thought I had found some news, but I didn't. So let's just stick to the basics of it though. Toyin tweeted about the sexual abuse. She turns up dead. I don't know the circumstances why he killed both of them. Um, but I we did learn that Toyin was living in a homeless shelter. We don't know why. Um, I, I don't know why she was seeking emergency shelter. They said the shelter had to close due to the coronavirus. She had to find shelter somewhere else. And I guess that's how she wound up in this man's care. I don't know. I don't know. Guys. It's a lot that I don't know, so I'm going to just leave it at that. But they found her body and Mrs. Sims' body on this man Glee's uh, property. He was renting a home in Tallahassee. Found found their body. Um, I don't know the specifics. I don't know why he killed her. I don't know if he was the one who sexually abused her. I don't know. But I just know that this man is a black man. And he was the very person that a Toyin was out there marching for and protesting for. And, and risking her life for. And raising her voice and pumping her fist for. That, that same black life came and took her life i want to make that shit very clear i was very shocked when i seen it was a black man in these times i was very shocked um this this just a sick ass this is a sick ass murder this is a sick ass situation i just i don't know guys we we have to do better protecting black women and black women i've said it before none of this is our fault want to be very clear none of this shit is our fault however um just protect yourself man like do your best to protect yourself if you can get you a weapon get that motherfucker if you can travel in packs with friends i have questions where were her friends or were her family and like I said, it's been a lot of stories floating around about Toyin's family life and her friends and this and that. So I guess we really just don't know for sure. 
I'm sure more will be revealed. But ladies, if you can, just always travel in packs, if if at all possible. Travel in packs, carry a weapon. Do whatever it is you have to do to try and protect yourself the best of your abilities. And I'm not saying Toyin did not. I'm certain she did. I'm certain she, you know, has some level of trust for this man. I'm certain. I'm certain she did. But, you know, black women, let's just continue to be vigilant. Because if ain't nobody else looking out for us, we got to look out for us. So let's just continue to be aware of our surroundings. Let's continue to be cautious of everybody. Let's let's continue to treat everybody like a suspect. Make a bitch earn your trust. Like, let's just continue, continue to be suspicious of everyone until they give us reason not to be because... The shit that they are doing and inflicting upon us, especially us who ride so hard for them. Like, I just... Rest in peace to her. Um, Soon as we have some more details about that whole situation, that case, we're going to talk about it. We could talk about it some more. We could talk about it until the cows come home. Just like we're going to continue to talk about Breonna Taylor. We're going to continue to talk about black women. That's why that's the whole point in the new segment, the good sis. And I've been getting a lot of feedback from it, so we're just gonna keep it going for the Monday episodes. But that's that's why. That's why we're doing what we're doing. So prayers to her family, her friends, just you know, to everybody, everybody who felt her because she did everything right. She called the police. She told them about the sexual abuse. She put it out there. To the public. She wasn't getting nowhere with the police. So she put it on Twitter. She made a thread about it. She detailed it. Because it's like. Okay if the police ain't gonna help me. Let me at least put it out to the public. So that the world knows. So that the world can help. You know what I'm saying? So the world and the other ladies in the city. Can be aware of what's going on out here. She did everything right. She did everything that they tell you to do. And it still happened to her. And you know my heart just just breaks. For her, but you know what? Considering how she spent her days and what we know of her, and she she spent her last days displaying such humility and sympathy and empathy and compassion for Black lives, we we can rest assured that we know where she landed when she departed this life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I find comfort in that no matter what religion you, um, you know, pray to or whatever the case may be, I ain't finna get spiritual on you hoes. But we can all agree that the way you live will benefit you when you exit. So if you live, if you live good, you do good by folks in this life. Um, every religion, spirit, spirituality, whatever the case may be, teaches you that if you do good by people here, your next life will reflect that. So, that's all I got for that. Um, rest in peace to her. I'm, I'm curious about the details. Okay. Where do we even go from there? (laughs) Honestly, where do we even go from there? I feel like we should just pack it up and and get 
let's just pack it up and call it a day, honey. I'm just fucking with y'all. Um, we actually might have some guests. Do I have a guest on the day? I don't know. I'm supposed to be doing two podcasts on Saturday as if I'm not busy as hell on Saturday and Sunday. But nevertheless, we'll get it done. If I do have a guest or if I'm a guest on another podcast, I will definitely let y'all know. I'll post the links and everything. Um, okay. Y'all want to talk about some happy shit now? <laughs> I want to talk about some shit that ain't going to leave us in tears and crying and in our feelings. Let's talk about insecure. In which that shit got all in our feelings. I'm so hurt that insecure is over because even with like the bullshit going on in the world, insecure is just like my saving grace. Like that is literally my go to my happy place. And it's over. Like the seasons are so short. The episodes are short. The episodes are only 30 minutes, right? And then the season is only 10 episodes. So it was definitely a banger. What I love about Insecure, I have said it once, I'll say it again, I'll say it three times. The way they write this shit, <laughs> the way they write this, it's like when they try to, you know, sneak little shit in and it's, you don't really think much of it. It always comes back around. When Condola was blowing up Lauren's phone, but they never really addressed it. She had to talk. She was pregnant. I knew she was pregnant. I was, Lord, I was praying, hoping, wishing. But in my mind, in my heart, my spirit, in my soul, I already knew Condola was pregnant. And I already knew that shit was going to take me out. Because you know what? And y'all know how I do these insecure recaps, honey. I just kind of jump around <laughs> at the points that got to me the most um i done been in easter shoes before with somebody i was dating and they got a girl pregnant listen that's not no shit i can handle i'm praying to god Issa as don't try to put more stress on herself by trying to handle lawrence and his baby mama and nothing listen y'all ladies listen to me now listen you dating a man and he got a baby on the way it's just best that you go ahead and move on it's more drama than it's worth honey i have been there before because at the end of the day condola then got this baby from lawrence so now it's no getting rid of condola Issa got to know that it's no getting rid of condola condola ass gonna be in the picture whether you like it or not see Issa was rejoicing, you know, Lawrence said he broke it off with Condola, everything was good, it was just Lawrence and Issa not. So now, this bitch is forcibly in the picture, she, Condola ain't going away, for the next 18 years, she's not going away. So Lawrence got to deal with Condola, his baby mama, and then Issa is gonna have to deal with Lawrence being there for Condola, because Lawrence take me as a real stand-up guy, he gonna be there for the doctor's appointments and la la whatever the case may be lawrence gonna be there for his baby and he gonna be a supportive baby daddy that shit is gonna break Issa heart because she gonna be sitting at the house lawrence at the baby shower she gonna be sitting at the house lawrence is consoling condola when she in labor like Issa, miss my mas i need you to move on next season what, what is that gonna be season five or season six i don't know but no it's time to go you and lawrence tried it it didn't work it's a bump in the road it's a hiccup it's no way out of this. Lawrence has to go. But see, 
I have a feeling Issa gonna make this shit harder for herself by staying with Lawrence. I really do. I think because low-key, she been wanting Lawrence back for a long-ass time. And they finally done found their way back. Find your way back. I love that song. They done finally found their way back. Right? And I don't think Issa finna get that man up. I don't. I think she hurt, but I don't think she finna give him up. Mm-mm. No, honey, this is what she been wanting for too long. And I don't think she going to give up on him, which she should. That shit is a hurting-ass feeling. And yes, Lawrence broke up with Condola, and he didn't know she was pregnant. I get it. But it's just not easy when your man is consoling another woman. Like, you think you got your man all to yourself. Y'all, you think you and your man that moved past this other bitch. And she got a baby from you. Ain't no moving past her. Ain't, ain't no moving past the good sis. So, oh, I can't wait for next season. Oh, that's going to be some tea. And Lawrence moving out to San Francisco anyway. I think Issa going to follow him out there. Really try to make it work. He going to be going back and forth to LA to see the baby child. It's just all going to be a mess. I want Issa to get a new slew of men. We've seen this same circle of these three niggas since season one. I'm tired. I am tired, Issa girl. It is time for you to get some new dick, new energy in your life. This same old recycle ass, I done been there before too. This is why I love Insecure though. I've never related more to a character on a show than I have Issa. Every single situation that Issa has found herself in, I have been in. When it comes to like niggas jobs shit like that it's it's so crazy to me like i've never looked at a character and just my damn mouth be dropping like bitch you went through that too like it's oh my god that's why i'm obsessed with this show and like during all this quarantine and this you know the riots and the protests and everything insecure was like my little secret escape honey i was i was looking forward to it so Molly, I mean, Issa, girl, move on, move on, move on. We need we need to get Issa something new. Bring Travante Rose into the chat. Travante Rose, enter the chat with your fine ass. That's a fine ass specimen. I was watching Moonlight the other day. Like, oof. That's a fine ass. Travante Rose is probably one of the finest men I done ever laid eyes on. In all of my days, honey, that to look like that, to look like that is just not, it's not normal. You, Travante Rose should not be walking around looking like that, smiling like that, with that skin like that. Like, oh, oh, Jesus. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I really, really am in love with him. He got a new movie coming out. He going to be um the United States versus Billie Holiday. Whatever they put Travante in, I will be watching. But enter the chat. Let's shake the room. Oh, Travante, big fine ass, walking into next season. Him and Issa, he can be like some type of event coordinator helping Issa throw her next event. Taking her mind off of Lauren. Taking her down. Whew, where is he? Because Issa is good for bringing in the black actors. But you ain't doing shit if you don't go get, get Travante Rhodes a call and cast him in the 
girl. Put me on the damn casting team, bitch. I get Travante in the game. Travante will be Issa's new love interest. Period. He will be her colleague. They will have similar interests in event planning. Will he had to invest in her dreams and 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 propose to her and give her a baby and they'll live happily ever after, honey. That's what I need in my life. Okay. That's what I need. Issa needs that. So aside from Lawrence and Issa and they bullshit, then I tell you Molly and Andrew was gonna fuck it up. I told y'all Molly and Andrew was gonna fuck it. Not not Molly and Andrew. Andrew is a is a damn angel. I told y'all Molly was gonna fuck it up. I told y'all she was. Molly the most selfish bitch on TV. Molly asks anything Andrew uh anything Molly asks Andrew to do, he do it. He's so loving, he's so caring. He love that girl stinking ass draws. Andrew love himself some damn Molly. Whatever Molly on, Andrew on. Like I love love them together and you know molly fitting andrew into her work schedule that is not you making time for your man bitch that is fitting him into your life the way you want him to be in it she just oh my god and that man fed up you could tell you could tell his ass was fed up because he was talking so calm he wasn't raising his voice not one time he didn't get emotional his mind was made up he was very calm and secure and confident in his decision to leave that bitch. That's how you know a bitch fed up. That's how you know somebody is fed up with you and your bullshit when they bring you the fed up in the most calming manner. That's how Andrew was giving it up to her ass. I just don't think we're a good fit. Very confident. He done thought that shit through. He done thought that shit through. He been waiting on you to take heed to the way that he was feeling. He been waiting on you to take heed and make some changes to better the relationship and better include him and better be there for him. And your ass ain't did it yet. Like he already knew in his mind what was going to be the straw to break the damn camel's back, honey. And you dropped that bitch. Camel all broke down to the ground. Ho can't get up. Andrew is out of there. And I don't blame him. Because... When you get a good person in your life, and I had to learn this the hard, the hard way. Bitch, I had to learn this the heartbreak way. I had an Andrew, okay? But, bitch, when you got, like, a good-ass person, like, your person, work gonna be the, career gonna be the, like, you have to make time for people. You have to take heed to the shit that people say that you care about before it get to this point. Again, I had to learn it the hard way, so I ain't gonna come down on Molly ass too, 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 too hard, but that I knew that seeing the fault in everybody else shit was gonna catch up to her. Molly cannot see nothing she do wrong. Nothing. She she just can't. She can see everything other people do, but when it comes to her, She's a fucking saint, and I hate it. And Andrew was over it, too. Um, yeah, Andrew sacrificed a lot for that bitch. I, Andrew, you can come over here. Drika, Drika will sacrifice for you with your pretty ass feather wrap that your... Oof, some fine-ass man on Insecure. Um, Tiffany postpartum, again, goes back to the writing. When Tiffany was at that... um. 
what was it? The barbecue or the cookout? Whatever Easter event was called. She wasn't fucking with that baby. She wasn't trying to go home. She was like, Derek, you go. I'm going to stay. I ain't ready to go. That's the genius in this damn writing. It was just like, you know, oh, I ain't ready to go. But you could tell it was something behind it. Tiffany wasn't featuring that baby. Tiffany wasn't standing that man or that baby. She was happy to be away from that damn baby. And I have heard that from my friends who have dealt with postpartum. You you be so happy. I guess postpartum can come different for everybody. Because, you know, some people who I've known to deal with it, they just, they're like manic. They have to be around their baby 24-7. They cannot leave their baby. If they leave their baby, they get super depressed. And then I've had it the other way where they want to get the fuck away from that baby as quickly as possible. They want to get out that house. They want to get away from their man. They want to go and and enjoy themselves and refine themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I seen it both ways. So when I seen that that um how Tiffany was acting at the block party when she was like, I ain't ready to go, you could go, or whatever the case may be, I knew that boop, we're gonna bookmark that. We're gonna come right back to that shit. And here you go. So Tiffany went missing. Tiffany basically had a mental break and she just left the house left the phone like fuck it left the baby everything she had to get away men don't my grandma just said this i wonder why men don't go through the shit that women go through postpartum depression is (laughs) i don't have children but from what my friends have told me from what i've read it's like depression on steroids um you have a baby that you either really 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 love or you really, really, really can't stand, and you really, really, really feel guilty about not wanting to be around your baby, or you feel guilty for not being around your baby enough. So I knew, and she had like this mental break. She went missing. She went to the bar. I can't remember everywhere else she went, but her husband, Issa, Molly, Kelly, they all searching for her. They ass on the bus, got off the bus, almost fought with some damn people. And they kind of included the Black Lives Matter movement. Because I think Tiffany started, like, challenging the police. Like, what you reaching for your gun for? True T. That's the beauty of insecure. Check mark. They, they do it every time. They don't miss. I seen they had a Nipsey mural in the episode. The whole episode was just good as hell. I'm going to go rewatch the whole season, actually, from front to back. Um... So they going, looking for her, long story short, finally found Tiffany in a hotel room. She came out in a towel, hair was all wet, and his mama just looked over it. And you know what? I'm not mad at Tiffany for getting away. I, I see myself in that scene being that type of mama. Honestly, I, I need a break. And I know when I have kids, I will be that same way. I need a fucking break. Because I'm my mama only child. Like, my daddy got a whole bunch of kids, but I lived with my mama. I'm my mama only child. So, number one, above anything else, I'm used to quiet. All that crying and fussing and shit, that don't do nothing but irritate me. I'm going to be very honest. Like, I love babies to death, but see, I love babies that I don't have to take home with me. I wouldn't be able to deal with all that noise. Like, when I come in my house... 
in my small ass apartment, it's quiet. You can hear a pin drop. You don't have shit in this bitch, but the TV and the AC running. And me, when I be in her podcast and talking my shit to y'all, it is quiet. I like it quiet. I cannot stand. I don't even like hearing my phone ring. So I would not know how to deal with a baby crying all fucking day. That would just, Lord, that would irritate me so bad. I could see me saying, I need to get the fuck away and going to get me a hotel room just just to get away from it. So, um, but I'm happy that they found her. I'm happy she didn't do anything to herself. Like, I'm happy she didn't kill herself or something like that. It was, I was kind of scared because when Molly and Andrew was talking, Kelly kept blowing up Molly's phone and I'm like, I hope Tiffany all right. Like, she blowing up this damn phone. Like, who died? Somebody died. Because when bitches blow up your phone like that, you just know somebody done went on home to glory. So, but luckily she did not. Um, And I fuck with Derek for being so understanding. Like, when Tiffany opened that door and he seen her, he didn't berate her. He didn't yell at her. It was just kind of like, I knew shit was bad. I didn't know it was this bad. You know? And he just consoled her. And I fuck with that. I I want a partner like that. Because, <laughs> like, you know, niggas, some niggas will cut your ass. I've been doing some shit like that, man. But I just love how he, I just love how he was there for her in that moment. And I love, like, when he was going around looking for her, he wasn't mad. He wasn't irritated. He was just concerned for his wife. That's it. And he recognized that the whole postpartum and new baby shit was really getting to her. Uh, at one point, he was like, you know, I, I knew something was going on, basically. So, I'm happy for her. Um, What else went on? That was pretty much it for Insecure. Oh, tuh, no, it wasn't, bitch. Molly called Issa. Again, such a self-serving, selfish bitch. You don't even like Issa. You just sat up there and said, basically, it was too much for you to even be with Issa. Who y'all are don't align anymore. It's too much to deal with Issa. See, I'm trying with her as if fucking with Issa is just so hard. But who is the first person that you call when your ass get dumped by your man? That's right. The same bitch that it was so hard to tolerate, that's who you call. It always be like that. I used to have a homegirl like that. I cut her last right on off. And it wasn't even... It wasn't even the fact that... um She was like... We had an issue. It was just more so like... You only call me when you and your nigga going through it. I can't never call you when I'm going through shit. You don't, you don't, you don't even fucking pick up the phone. You and your nigga going through it. You the first bitch on my line. You the first bitch I talked to when I opened my eyes. Last bitch I talked to before I closed my eyes. It's always you. I don't like friends like that. Everybody get a man, right? Everybody get a man. Everybody is, you know, preoccupied with that man. I'm never that friend. Girl, go to people tell me, me and you can kick the shit, talk, do whatever at any time. I just find it extremely flaw when you get a man and all of a sudden you just can no longer be there for your friends at all just for them to vent or 
you just can't be there for them no more. Like, you just completely say, fuck your friends. And then in Molly's case, you raised all that hell with Issa, but that's the bitch you call because you know she's going to come. Like, I just, ugh. I, I hate that for Issa. And I guess Issa needed someone to talk to as well. But this is why Kelly needs to be more of a thing on the show. I would have preferred Issa run to Kelly and cry on her shoulder and link up with Molly, old flaw ass. Issa, Molly don't even like you. Bitch, Molly is just using you because she ain't got nobody else who are who is going to pacify her. And tell her it's going to be okay versus telling her, no, bitch, you fucked up like you always do. You're a fucker. You fucked your relationships up. Jim, I'm ready. I cannot wait for season the next season of Insecure. That was a good-ass season, far too short for my likings. I'm, I think, probably not this weekend because I have extremely, extremely, extremely a lot going on. But maybe next weekend, I think I think I'm gonna do a little binge watching. I think I'm going to do season one all the way to what is it has to be season five all the way up to season five. I think so. I just want to relive it. I want to look at Daniel's sexy ass. We didn't see Daniel none this season. Strategic though, I bet we're gonna see Daniel next season. I bet at some point. Next season, Daniel is going to pop out. Just wait on me. Daniel, I don't think Daniel gone. I just really don't. But honestly, he can be replaced too. All they ass could be replaced. Every last one of them, child. Um, let me see. That's really all my list entails. Um, let me just go back to this whole... You know what? Nope, I'm going to say that. I'm going to save it. 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 Um, okay, guys. <laughs> okay, you guys. That's it. Literally, that's it for episode 62. I have nothing left. I have nothing left to speak about. Y'all have listened to me rant long enough. Um, yeah. It's it's been a it's been a lot going on. I just wanted to lift everyone's spirit real quick. It was something else that I wanted to really get into. Well, let me just say this. Let's go back to the whole transphobic and da 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 I said that might be like a deeper, darker conversation. Maybe I can have like a trans woman or a trans male or something like that. Maybe we can have like a round table about it. But my whole thing is this. Um, it's been a lot of killing of trans women going on. It's been a lot of finding out that a woman is trans and killing her. And I think, and I, I really just told y'all that I needed to write all this down, but I'm going to try my best to explain it. I think that fragile masculinity, I won't say toxic, I'll say fragile when I say fragile, I mean you're not comfortable with your own goddamn sexuality. And you're trying hard, very, 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 very hard to be something that you're not. And to portray yourself into the world and show up in the world as something that deep down you are not. And you don't even want to be. Okay? Um, 
I'm gonna just keep it a buck. A lot of men like men, right? But a lot of men obviously are still in the closet. A lot of men are afraid to come out of the closet for fear of what society will say. But you know what? A lot of guys were raised in household with very toxic men who will tell you, you come in my house with that gay shit, it's over for you. So they suppress that and suppress that and suppress that. And then they run across, and I'm not speaking for everybody, please do not jump down in my comments trying to argue me down. If it don't apply, let it fly. But then they come across a trans woman who they find out is trans and her very presence, her very being triggers what they want to be or what they have been attracted to for a very long time but forced to suppress that. So now coming across a trans woman is forcing them to look in the mirror at what it is that they really, really want. And it's angering them. It's enraging them. Because how dare you how dare you allow me or force me to feel all this shit that I've tried to suppress? Like, how dare you risk me showing up to the world as anything other than a heterosexual male? Now I have to kill you, now you have to go. There was another young lady was just uh, found with her legs cut off. Let me see if I can... Do I have her name in front of me? Um, but yeah. Had her legs cut off and they threw it in the river. Like, to me, you, you just want to inflict the ultimate torture, the ultimate... Just the ultimate pain and evil upon this person because... You hate them so much because they trigger the very thing in you that you have tried to suppress. I thought cutting the legs off was so fucking bizarre. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, if you think about it now, I'm no serial killer, but I watch enough true crime shit. You don't cut the legs off? That To me, that's just kind of... Like, you want to taunt at this point. You you just kind of want to inflict the worst of the worst kind of evil on this human being just to send a message not to fuck with you. Or you hate what this person reminds you of so much that you just going to get brutal with it. Like the little high schooler boy who went back and shot the trans woman after he had already shot her. She was dead. He went back and shot her again. You shot out a corpse. But again, that's very triggering for some. They don't know how to handle their own sexuality, masculinity. They're not comfortable with themselves and who they are. Um, They're not comfortable with the fact that, oh my God, if my family ever, ever knew that I was with a trans woman... That would just be so unacceptable. They're not comfortable with any of that. They're not comfortable 
with the fact that they are attracted to trans women. They're not comfortable with that. Just the very fact that they are enrages them. They're mad at themselves. And they take all that rage out on these human beings. It's it's so sad. But like I said, until we get into our heads, all black lives, the movement will forever be flawed. And my heart really aches to for trans women. It really does because right now is a time where it seems like there is just this surgence and violence. And I don't I don't know if it's been this way. My heart is telling me that it has been. Maybe we just seeing it. And we, we read about trans women being murdered. Hell yeah, we read about it. It make the news, but it don't stay on the news. Mm-mm. It might make the news and then it go away. Like we we don't hear about it all. We don't hear about it for long periods of time. It's not drilled into our heads that our trans men and women are being brutally murdered um, by people who are not comfortable with their own fucking sexualities. So it's it's a lot and it runs deep. And I hope I got my point across with that. Like I said earlier, it's one of them situations. That's one of them subjects I really need to sit down, write it out get my thoughts together right now. I'm just talking off the top of the head and hoping that I sound articulate child, which I probably don't because I don't most of the time, but that's episode 62. Y'all that's what it is. (laughs) We made it through. I want to tell y'all have a good safe ass weekend. Please, please, please be safe. The, The Corona is growing at alarming rates. Um, police brutality is still very alive and well so just please please be safe guys um yeah just be safe pray for each other watch out for one another we'll be back on monday new episode new uh the cake um the cake dish podcast who am i new the good sis segment um, we're going to be doing the case of Kiara Coles on Monday. We're going to be talking about Kiara Coles. Y'all don't know her. Go ahead. Google her. We're going to be talking about pregnant women and pregnant black women and how they're, you know, they're going, they're going missing too. And they're being killed at alarming rates. So we, we're going to get into all that on Monday's episode. But be safe. Y'all know I love y'all. Y'all know where to find me at. On Instagram, the Cake Dish Podcast. Y'all want to get up close and personal, child, with Miss Drika Chai. Y'all know where I'm at, Caked Up Dripped Out on Instagram. Um, Cake Dish Podcast on Twitter. Damn, she bad. Two D's, two underscores on Twitter. Um, Oh, shameless plug. All my artists, local artists, independent artists, if you're trying to get your work out there, if you're trying to get some promo for your music, hit my DM, honey. No, it's not free. It's going to cost you a little penny, but we're going to look out for you. I'm talking views on views on views. Some good promo coming your way. Good eyes on you. So if you need that, I'm really the plug out here. Hit my line. We're going to make some shake for you. Okay. Shameless plug, honey. But until Monday, until episode 63, good pod today, man. 
really, really good podcast. I'm really happy that we got to do this because I honestly was not going to do this um, Friday podcast because I have a lot of shit going on, a lot of family shit. But nevertheless, I'm like, you know what? Podcasting is my happy place. So let me go ahead and get my sweet escape on. And um, it's been a blast. Y'all really have helped me through some. Thank you. And I'm going to see you girls on Monday. And be sure to like, subscribe, stream, leave a feedback, leave a review. The good, the bad, the ugly, bitch. I read them all. So I look forward to seeing what y'all got to say. And until Monday, toodles.